And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walt Disney World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, in my last podcast, I talked about the Flight to the Moon attraction that opened in Disneyland and was later carried over to Walt Disney World. Well, the thing was that by 1971, when it opened at Disney World, it was already kind of dated. We'd already been to the moon. The U.S. had landed on the moon in 1969, so here it was two years later, and we were doing an attraction that was called Flight to the Moon. And that was a bit of a problem because it was a little bit dated. But before we delve into that, a word from our sponsor. I have the best-kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can run a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T-Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T-Orlando.com. So in early 1975, Disney decided that they were going to make a change to the attraction and retheme it and make it a little bit more up-to-date. So they rethemed it as Mission to Mars. So while the concept remained the same, you would go in and watch see Mission Control and then get in the spacecraft and actually take a flight, the nature of it changed because now you were actually going to be flying to Mars instead of to the moon. The moon was passe at this point. So, again, Disney consulted with NASA and brought in some NASA people to help them kind of design up some of the, some of the plans. And, and they came up with this theme for going to Mars in, instead of going to the moon. Now, at this point in time, in 1975, there was a big interest in Mars. Uh, we had sent a probe to Mars, and there was a lot of information coming in about the angry red planet. And there was a lot of movies that, movies that had come out about Mars and some of the things that were happening. And it was just an exciting time for space travel going further than the moon. So it really was the right time to strike at going to Mars. And we knew we had named some craters. We had some good footage of what it looked like. So there was a great opportunity to take this and make it a transition to Mars instead of going to the moon. So for about four months, the attraction was closed, and it reopened on June 7th of 1975. The, um, in the pre-show area, the 
big change there was Mr. Tom Morrow was gone, sadly, and he was replaced by Mr. Johnson. Now, Mr. Johnson is obviously a nod to Johnson Space Center in uh, Houston, Texas, which was the uh, flight control center for uh, the uh, Apollo missions and for any other missions that came up after that. So now the difference was, instead of seeing shots of the moon and astronauts around the moon, now you were seeing shots of Mars, and the voiceover talked about Mars instead of the moon. But essentially, everything else was the same. It looked the same. You passed by them fueling the uh, rockets and so forth, and it felt kind of the same. Now, to make the trip to Mars a little bit quicker, you entered something called hyperspace, which allowed you to go a little bit more quickly between the Earth's orbit and Mars. So you could actually get there and come back in a short amount of time. Very clever. It's a way to kind of get around it. Now, as someone who's a little bit older at this point, I'm about 10 years old when I go to see Mission to Mars, clearly the effect was lost. It already kind of had lost its luster and didn't have that same effect for me. It was still a fun attraction to visit. They had kind of revisited the um, seats that tilted back just a little bit, so you felt it just a little bit more as you were going along. But it was essentially the same thing. And, you know, sitting in in that theater... You kind of looked at it and you went, this is a little bit staged and a little bit silly, but it kind of works in a way. At least you get that specter of Mars. You get that feeling like you might be going and you can think about it a little bit more. So what I'd like to do for you now is play the audio from Mission to Mars. I think you'll enjoy this. It's kind of a fun, again, retrospective back into the history of of the attraction that kind of still exists. And we'll talk about that in future podcasts. So enjoy the audio. In fact, they're so attention. Good all channels for possible emergency reunion. 
was the last Excuse me, Mr. Johnson. Could you tell us what it's like for people with cerebrality? I'm sure our passengers would find that very interesting. Of course, just a moment. Practice induced Skyline video Netflix. Now there you see how easy it is to get from one place to another. You simply float through the air. That takes some getting used to. But Zero-G has other advantages, too. Like this, for example. One man can easily handle heavy pieces of scientific equipment, but he couldn't even move under normal gravity. Astronauts quickly adapt to Zero-G, but over extended periods, regular exercise is absolutely vital. Here are some off-duty crew members working out in the station gymnasium. Back in the 70s and 80s, 
70 miles wide at the base and over 75,000 feet high at the top. Two and a half times more than Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth. Now on the side screens is the picture from our other ship as it approaches the top of the cone. In just a moment, it will drop down to the caldera, and you can see how big it really is. On Earth, the largest calderas are up to 10 miles across, but that's 40 miles to the opposite rim. Olympus appears to be extinct now, but just imagine what it was like when that entire area was a sea of boiling lava. Scientists estimate it was... Just a moment, please. Well, there you go. That's the audio from Mission to Mars. Now, this was the second incarnation, the first being the flight to the moon. In the Magic Kingdom, it's right across. From, it's just as you enter into Tomorrowland on your left-hand side. And uh, it really was kind of a fun show. You know, gave you sort of a sense of adventure and wonderment. But as things go, attendance severely dropped off over the years. The interest in going to Mars was kind of lost over the years, and interest kind of waned. And by October 4th, 1993, the attraction had closed for good. The intent was to make something that was more of an interactive show, something else that was maybe a little bit more interesting. And I'll talk about that on my next podcast. Well, that is my show for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. 
Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head and step. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. The show notes for this podcast can be found on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music. You'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a Hidden Mickey's app and a pin trading app. 